Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We know there are times where you want to be in the mood and ready for your special someone. Erectile dysfunction medication has been around for years and has helped so many men regain their confidence in the bedroom. But what about when you don't want your chub to pop? Like during indoor class lectures, hanging out with your grandma, hanging out at your grandma's funeral, or seeing Andrew Garfield in a movie and having to convince your girlfriend you definitely aren't attracted to him. If this is the case for you, then it's time to talk to your doctor about trying No Boner Riva, the newest anti-erection medication for the embarrassed and aroused man on the go. Tired of having to explain to that girl in English class that it's not because of her? Sick of not being able to wear sweatpants while watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Now just pop a couple of No Boner Rebas, and it doesn't matter how big Kim's ass is, you'll be as asexual as Paula Poundstone in an evangelical library. Hi, I'm Dr. Phil, and I was given a lump sum of money to say that No Boner Riva is the greatest medical marvel to ever exist. When you don't want the snake to wake up next to the gopher hole, you have to pop a pill so you don't pop that chub. Take it from me, a dude that doesn't have a medical license but means well. So talk to your doctor today about No Boner Riva and put an end to those ill-timed erections. Side effects include erections that are worse than you even started with itching, sadness, loneliness, and missing Andrew Garfield. No Boner Riva. Erections be gone. Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy, whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and create your account and start feeling alright, alright, alright after you do your shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Hello, welcome one, welcome all, 
to the Short News Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Mador. A little under the weather today. Um, hoping it's not the the C word, but the the corona word. But we'll <clears throat> we'll see. Anyways, I hope everyone is doing well, enjoying themselves, uh, or trying to, you know? So yeah, this might be a shorter episode, depending on, on how I'm feeling, but, but let's, let's try to power through it. How about it? Um, so we, uh, we haven't really been, or I haven't really been, uh, staying on top of what is going on in politics. But I thought we could start off with the most recent Trump rally that was live two hours ago in Allentown, Pennsylvania. If anybody wants to see that, we'll do this segment where we skip to random timestamps of a Trump rally. And I'm proud to be you Alright, let's see him talk. He called me George. I don't know if I should be insulted or happy about it. It's sort of insulted. It's the first time that's happened to me in a long time. Now, but the polls just came out. It just came out. So let me tell you the real polls, okay? Because we feel we're winning. Let me tell you the real polls. The polls that I made up myself in my head. They're real. They're real because I said so. I hit the wrong button. Almost easy, <clears throat> but you don't hear that. I watched television today purposely to see what was going on. So it started on CNN is the worst. But I hear the guy, I hear AT&T is finally getting smart. And they're going to fire the head of CNN. That's what I hear. Zucker. But you know what? Look at this. So Rasmussen was very accurate last time, like one of the top two or three. Rasmussen. Trump approval rating, 53 and 52, 53%. So in another poll, we're leading in Nevada. That's nice. We're one up in Nevada. We're way up in Texas, despite what you keep hearing. Five up in Texas. I think we're much more than that if you listen to the governor of Texas. In Ohio, we're way up. By four or five points, five points. In Florida, we have it down. Is he just going to read through all the um, all the polls? Skip. How do you vote for this guy, Congressman? How do you vote for this guy? Look, look, look. He almost got through the debate. I wouldn't say he was Winston Churchill, but it was okay. And then we got him in the last question. I said, "You mean you're against oil?" Yes, I uh, weed it out. I said. Pennsylvania, Texas, are you watching? You have no choice. Okay. If you stop fracking, if you stop fracking, which he's against, you know, remember, he say, I'm against fracking. I will ban fracking. He did this for over a year. He got a, we only have about 100 clips. We're going to play some of them for you, but here, here's the thing. I don't want to play them all. We don't have enough time in the day. But you don't have to take my word for it, because you know what? Because it's Pennsylvania, I did a special 
television. Like Cecil beat the bill. I oh, did God. Keep, okay. But watch as they count the ballots. But we're going to appeal it and we'll end up winning. We'll end up winning. Can you believe it? Skip. Read it. To defend our God-given freedom. How do you like Amy, by the way? Is it Amy Grant? I nominated Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court of the United States. <clears throat> and tonight she will be confirmed by the Senate. Oh, fuck. Become the newest member oh, fuck. Of the Supreme Court. This is what happens when you don't pay attention to the news for like three days. <laughs> oh my god, I did not know. So she she's official. She is official. Uh-oh. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. The court, maybe 16, maybe 18, maybe 20. Why don't you put a couple of hundred people in there? He wants to pack up the court with radical left judges. And I've been saying, I'm going to step further. I have a list. 45 great people. Great people. They believe in it. Great people. Great people. Little things like that. Great people. He's got to tell us who he might put on. Because you can't vote for him unless you know. Because you can't have radical left judges who are looking to destroy our country. Radical left. This election day, the he calls everybody on the left radical left. This is his, his whole tactic of making everybody that's against him out to be like this huge supreme enemy. Unlike any other, the radical left is coming. People of Pennsylvania must stop. The anti-American radicals delivering Joe Biden in the far left. You have to do this. A thundering you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You better get out there and vote. You know, when I saw the few hands of the people that voted. That sounded drunk. He's got to tell us who he Wait. Sleepy Joe won't do that. In fact, Sleepy Joe said, you know, we made a very good deal with China. Unfortunately, the ink wasn't dry before the play came in. But I never took the tariffs off. Nobody understands. Sleepy Joe said, one of the first things I do is take the tariffs off. Oh, you think China would like to see him get in? Boy, oh boy. They, uh, they would love to see it. If I don't sound like a typical Washington politician, because I'm not a politician. But... But you're the president of the United States, and you're running for re-election of president of the United States. So, you're technically, you are a politician. If I don't always play by the rules of the Washington establishment, it's because I was elected to fight for you harder than anyone ever before. So we have a couple of warriors here. They're great people. They're congressmen and man and that congressman. It's just the same rhetoric every time. Like the same bullshit. We don't need to go into it. We really don't. I'm sorry for even, even starting that. He's live again right now. Right now he's going. So they have 1.5. This is right now, live. Right? We have 325. We're paying 500. Other than that, it's a wonderful transaction. I say, oh, we have hundreds. I could talk to you all day about it. Like, we have hundreds of things. Are those like Amish that. people standing Pennsylvania behind Pennsylvania lost 50% of its manufacturing jobs after Biden's death. All right. Um, apparently, Amish for Trump is, is what 
is what's going on. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. They got he's got the Amish. We're fucked. We're absolutely fucked. Um what what is going on in else in the world? What did I want to talk about today? I'm like so out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I finished a new song this weekend and it's a lot of fun personally, like I think. Uh it's only about two minutes long and it took maybe three hours to make. Again, I I don't have a producer. I don't work with anyone because I, I don't think I, I work well with others. I had a band in like two thousand five or two thousand six. I don't really remember which, but we performed one song at a couple of different talent shows. And it was my first taste of performing for any sort of crowd, and it was a uh, it was a high, better than any drug I've ever felt in my life. Also, I'd never done drugs in the fifth grade, so that's like, yeah. But I've also performed in front of a thousand people when I was in high school, and that was even more of an adrenaline rush. But yeah, when I was in the fifth and sixth grade, I was in a band with two of my friends, and we performed the song Danny California, and that's it. <laughs> that's all we knew how to play as a band. And my mom has the uh, the camcorder tape of it somewhere. I don't, I don't think it was very good, but we were also in fifth grade, so I don't know, man. We definitely weren't as talented as the Naked Brothers band, but, you know, the, the band eventually broke up because one of the dudes in the band got really popular and didn't want to hang out with us anymore, so that was over. Heartbreaking shit. But I guess he felt like Justin Timberlake and had to leave. So, you know, going to solo shit. After that, I stopped making music, not because I was upset, but because I didn't think I had anything to offer. I was just the guitarist, the chord guy. I played the chords. That's it. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't cool. I wasn't contributing much. I wasn't creating anything. But I, I had written songs, but every time I wrote them down, my mom or dad would search through my room, find the lyrics, and try to decipher them and figure out what's going on deep inside my head, which is a major violation of privacy. Um, I would I would write songs about crushes I had, and, and they would give me a hard time about it, and it made me just not want to share my music with them or anybody. I, I didn't open up to anybody about anything. I, now that I think about it, uh, it wasn't it wasn't until I went to this summer camp though, when I was fifteen, where I found my voice in 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 a lot of ways. I was uh, in this school of rock type course at the camp. It was at Yale, and everyone was introducing themselves with their their name and a tidbit from a song that they could play. So we're all going uh going one by one and. Then this girl, I don't know this girl, shy, freckles, guitar, gets up there and she goes, Hi, I'm Nicole, and performs the song Kiss Me by Sixpence and None the Richer. And my heart was like, my my heart was throbbing. Not only did that song like ignite some warmth from my childhood, but the person who was the source of this beautiful sound, dude, I was enchanted. I had this lump in my throat that I'd never felt before, and and it wasn't from my acid reflux for once. Uh, my brain was doing the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man thing, like the, this. This story is about a girl, that girl right there playing that guitar, and this this story is gonna be 
about love. And like, like I'm narrating my life. I barely even knew her and I was feeling like this. So from then on, I was on my best behavior at this camp and performed the best I could in that music course. And I formed a band with three other dudes and we decided on a song together. But, oh my God, so guess what the song my new band wanted to play was. Danny fucking California. The song follows me everywhere. So we're practicing this, going to our courses and making friends, all that stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, we're at this camp for three weeks. I have to make this count. And my mission was to uh, get this girl to like me, except I didn't know how to talk to girls. So I was, um, so that was proving difficult. When, when I say I, I didn't know how to talk to girls, I mean like I was one of those kids who was afraid of them. I automatically assumed that I was disgusting to them. And that made me the least confident person in the room, which probably contributed to my lack of appeal now looking back. But at this camp, it was all people that I didn't know going into it. They didn't know me. I, I could be the cool musician that I wanted to be my whole life. And I, I could impress the girl I liked for once in my life. I could actually have friends that, that have heard me make music and enjoy it. I, I didn't know what to do through, though, like, with, with this girl situation. For some reason at this camp, girls wanted to hang out with me. But so far, I hadn't really talked to this girl I liked. But one day, though, I'm walking to get a coffee, and I get a call from a number I don't know. <laughs> and the person is like, hi, Alex, it's Nicole. And I'm like, holy shit. And I thought it was a prank. But she didn't know, no, it's me. Like, what, why would I, why would someone lie about that? And... She wanted to get a coffee together and walk to class together. So there was hope. We started hanging out more and sitting together at meals. And, and uh, I had a whole new lease on life and faith in humanity. But then she told me she was like super in love with this motherfucker in the class named Emilio who played the violin like an absolute legend. And it, it's always fucking handsome guys named Emilio. These motherfuckers. They're always better musicians than me. I hate this world. Like, this shit has happened with two Emilios in my life. You know what? They could be the same one. Now that I think about it, they could be the same Emilio. You know what? They probably are. If you're out there, dude, you can fuck yourself. <laughs> Emilio, stay the fuck away from my life. Fuck dude's name Emilio. I know... <laughs> I... <laughs> I know last episode, I already alienated the furry community, and I want to apologize. My fears of people in costumes should not be a motivator for shaming anyone for their lifestyles. But if your name is Emilio and you listen to this show, I don't, I don't know about you, man. I, I just don't trust you. At this point, I was just a guitarist for the band, but no one could, uh, no one could sing. And no one was willing to sing, but lyrics are kind of important to the song. And I wanted to prove myself as more than just some dude who played guitar or some loser with a violin. <laughs> so I waited for the right opportunity in front of the class when we had to demonstrate performance. And I surprised everyone with a cover of a song where I actually sang in public for the first time in my life that wasn't in the shower. It wasn't my best work. But it took balls, and I found out from people that day, including that girl, that, wow, I could actually sing, and should continue to do so. To those of you who are like, 
Why is your voice so raspy? Is it from smoking? No. No, my voice has been this way ever since it got deeper. And I don't do enough vocal exercises, and I drink too much coffee and beer. Smoking definitely doesn't help, though, but I had a rasp back then. People were like, you have an interesting rasp to your voice. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing, but okay. But, you know, I got more and more confident and sang more in front of people and started to crave sharing this newfound talent with my peers and with the world. I needed this. I found something that made me worth something to someone, potentially. And I wanted to chase this until I reached my destination, but I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for a girl. That's where I went wrong for years, but we'll talk about that in a second. So this camp goes on, this girl Nicole likes this other dude the whole time, and I'm heartbroken, yeah, but I'm still holding on. I was such a simp for her. It was so sad looking back. I was one of those guys who who thought being a punchable pincushion, uh, always like the nice, nice guy, was what you needed to do to get girls to like you. I See, I had taken the Tobey Maguire class in talking to girls, speaking a very soft voice like this, a more feminine version of the, the way I speak now. I, I didn't change that approach until like junior year of high school when I grew sick of being seen as a vegetable. So I'm being the shitty nice guy <laughs> that I was, and it's not working. And this other girl likes me, who who I'm not even paying attention to um, the whole time because I'm obsessed with this girl, Nicole, and it's ruining this it, ruining me inside and out. Like, it's, it's ruining my experience at camp. And I tried drugs for the first time, even more motivated to show everyone that I can perform. All this stuff is going on. So the night finally comes and my band goes on, and it's a fucking awesome time. Looking back, I definitely could have done much better than I did. I hadn't learned how to sing or truly found my voice, didn't know how to sing through through the uh, diaphragm. But I learned how to take a chance on life and try something new. And I went back to school that year and didn't get picked on a single time. People actually said to me, I don't know what happened to you, but you're not a freak anymore. And shit like that. I, I didn't mind. I knew I wasn't well socialized growing up. But the thing that happened was, you know, I, I still really liked this girl from camp, even after we left camp. And I missed being able to see her every day, even if she didn't like me. And we still talked at this point every week or something, and that was nice. But I never told her straight up how I felt. I held on to that for a long time. Even though, like, I knew that people had told her before, because you can't trust people to keep your secrets, they'll tell at least one person, and then that that at least one person tells at least one other person, then it multiplies until you reach the source through someone that doesn't respect, that you don't want that person to know what you, that, that, that you have feelings about them, for them, I mean. But I wanted her to know so badly, and I channeled that feeling into a song, This song was called Letters, and it was about how I missed her, how it was a really cheesy and like typical four four chord coffee house song, and I released that shit onto YouTube, and it got a decent amount of views, decent, decent for a high schooler, and I I sent it to her without saying it was about her, but I was like, hey, I got, I I got really into music because of uh, camp and hanging out with you guys, and I was wondering if I could get your opinion on this. And she liked it, 
And but at this point, she was dating this older guy from her school, which sucked a lot, and I was pretty depressed after that. But one day, I text her to see what's up. It's been months at this point, and she asks uh, if uh, we can video chat and tells me how shitty her boyfriend was to her, and he used her for sex and all this terrible stuff. And I honestly... I had had nightmares about this shit happening before it happened. And I tell her about all these dreams and she's like, why, like surprised that I cared so much. And, and like, why did you not tell me about these, these concerns that you had? And I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't own you. I'm not going to be like, oh, like you shouldn't do this because I said so. Like, I'm not going to be this stalker weird best friend who has these harbors these secret feelings no but um i finally do tell her i'm like i i liked you a lot like more than i'd ever liked anyone before and she goes i know (laughs) and i'm like letters is about you and she's like i know that too and it's really sweet and we discuss how it just wouldn't have worked and of course that bum bums me out but that's the closure the closure i needed and we're we're still cool. I just haven't spoke to her in a while. And it would be weird for me to just text her out of the blue like that. But at the time, telling the truth like that brought us closer as friends. And I moved on and made more music about getting my heart broken a few times by different people. So I'll um I'll play that song. Uh just cause it's like a relic, you know? Uh, since it's on YouTube and I have the rights to it, I just want you guys to see the origins <laughs> of my music career. Letters, Alex Mador. Is it? Where is it? Aha. Oh, damn it. Come on. Um. One sec. One sec. Let me pause this so I can find it. Okay, I didn't find it on YouTube, but I found it here. Oh, wait, no, no, the full song, asshole. One sec again. Okay, so... I found it. I uploaded it to SoundCloud. And now, this is the first song I ever released. Ever.
gracias. Why the fuck did I say gracias at the end of that? So now, now you can believe me when I say my voice was always raspy. That was before I smoked anything in my entire life. So <laughs> there you go. But but for so many years after that, my music was motivated by impressing my peers, mostly female, and trying to become the next Austin Mahone because that's who the girl I dated at one point was obsessed with and. I mean, now it's John Mayer, but let's not say anything because the door is open. She can hear me. But, um, like, I, I hated Austin Mahone. I hated that motherfucker with all my heart. And when I went off to college and got dumped by my ex, I fell into a deep depression and used my music as a uh, cry for help and as a, uh, a revenge against my ex, as well as a way to boost my image at school as someone worth something to people building my self-confidence, or what I thought at the time was self-confidence. Again, uh, I was doing this shit for the wrong reasons. It wasn't until I was in my current relationship and engagement and wasn't just looking for a mate, just looking for a mate, <laughs> where I realized all my music was motivated by me wanting to impress some girl so, so they would like me and hopefully be with me. So... So I stopped making music altogether because I wasn't doing it for fun. I, was doing it be I wasn't doing it because I liked it. Matthew McConaughey would be so, so disappointed in me. Um, anything, anything I made after that, like just trying to make music to try to enjoy it, sounded like a cheap Sims video game song or for like a period of time. I lost my mojo because I felt like that this passion I had for the majority of my life was inauthentic and only for an image. I wasn't a real musician. I was a poser who knew how to play music. So I took years off, maybe two, three years. I tried here and there but failed to make anything decent. But one day, last fall, I was bored. And I had finished all my work for the day. This was a little bit before the podcast was started. and. I'd been listening to a lot of uh, internet musicians like Baby No Money, Young Gravy. S started from nothing but a laptop and a drive to succeed. And I thought to myself, you know, I want people to enjoy the music I make the way I'm enjoying this right now. And I have the ability to do it. Same way these guys do. And they did it themselves. Look at Russ. He brags all the time about how he does everything himself. It's not even that good. It wasn't about impressing anyone anymore, though is what I realized. It was about improving people's days and moods with some songs that bump. It's about giving people an experience. I didn't feel like making sad indie music anymore, so I, I changed my sound to more pop with some experimental vibes still in it and stopped making everything so serious. Because, you know, my dad had told me so many times how depressing my music is, and I, I took that to heart, finally, because... He was absolutely correct on that. People aren't playing my old music at the club with their friends on the beach or wherever. I, I, um, I need to make something people can experience anywhere. So I sat down and every day for a couple weeks I hunkered down in my bedroom trying new things and playing with autotune and using new techniques on the production side of things, which, you know, I was finally becoming a little more meticulous about. And I stopped at one point and realized... Oh my god, this 
doesn't feel like work or like a chore anymore. I'm actually truly enjoying creating these these songs. And I put out a mixtape on Datpiff under the name Lil Traumatized because, you know, that just fits me perfectly. Because I, I didn't believe in Alex Mador, the musician, at this point. I had to go under a fake name. So after the mixtape, I take a break. I start a podcast, this podcast. And I'm having fun using my, my audio production skills to make a whole library of fake commercials mocking society. And I ride with this new passion for a while. Months and months go on, and I don't make a single song. And February and March come around, and... The pandemic is starting to come to the U.S., and around the same time, I start playing around with samples and beats again because I got some new software for Christmas for myself, and I was excited to use it, and I started on what was eventually going to become Mango Pods and White Claw, and around that time, my guinea pig, Ricky, started getting really sick and dying slowly, and I was focused on taking care of him with Mango Pods and White Claw coming last on my list of priorities for obvious reasons. And the pandemic gets worse, and the day people start going into lockdown, Ricky finally gives out, and the vet has to put him down. And I really feel like shit for a while, but eventually I get back to work on the song because we're locked inside, and I'm going crazy anyways, and I do it for Ricky. Mango Pods is well-received when I release it, and getting more praise than anything I've ever made. People are enjoying my music. And since we were in lockdown, I made a bunch of other songs and had a ton of fun doing it. And that's how the album I made this during a pandemic came to be. And I finally earned my stripes as a musician. See, this was the path I took. That camp was such a formative part of my life, man. It helped me write the first song I ever prepared to release to the public. It it showed me what it's like to be in front of a crowd. It it showed me that outside of the racist, judgmental bubble of Bridgefield, Connecticut, the general population accepted me for who I am and actually encouraged me to be that person. So anyways, that's where my music came from, the whole thing, the whole career. I just wanted to tell you guys about this because it's a really big part of my life and that changed me forever. And... um I, somehow, it, it all leads to this podcast and where I'm currently at today. And I made this new song that's um, that I, I had a lot of fun making. This wasn't about impressing anyone. Again, this was just me fucking around, making a two-minute song. And so, uh, without further ado, here it is. Korean Samba. Korean Samba. <laughs> Just have 
Maybe that in THC Start this look up on my face As I'm falling down from space It's a never-ending race Get the DJ at the ready And confetti at the pace Please just hold the lighter steady Sherlock smoking on the case It's a night I won't forget A memory I won't replace You got all this bounty Yeah, you're really bouncy You got all the things that matter See if you astound me Now I don't usually make songs like this But I just made this for you Everybody's gone and we're stuck inside So we just have to make do No, I don't usually make songs like this But I just made this for you Wouldn't wanna be stuck with anyone else We got so much left to do That is what I did this weekend. And that and all of that story, I guess, led up to this, which is pretty cool. And I'm definitely going to keep working on more music, but I'm, I'm losing my voice a little bit. And I'm not sure if it's the coronavirus or allergies or acid reflux, but it sucks. Um, anyways. Anyways. What are we going to do now, you're wondering? Um, that's a great question. The new iPhone came out. Anybody get that? <laughs> let's do a uh, let's do a Karen compilation. Finish out with a relationship advice, and that's that. How about that? All right. What's your name, ma'am? What's your name? Do you want to wear it or do you want to keep talking? Yeah, I'm going uh, to pay right now. Put it on now. Also, I'm not going to have anybody ringing up. White people thinking they are better than everybody else. She just, she put the mask, like, one of the rungs or whatever they're called, around her ear, and it's just hanging there. The dude is like, put your mask on. And that's what she does. Oh, my God. How, how privileged are you to just be able to do that? I would say yeah, both parties here are annoying. I mean, the the young lady who won't wear the mask is definitely in the wrong here for not wearing the mask. And assuming that if everybody else is wearing one, then it shouldn't be a problem, right? Um, yeah, that's that's not how it works. Um, and so so she's just dumb and gonna put people in harm's way. The lady recording and following her. She she seems like one of those people that doesn't mind their own business, which like, all right, good, like call someone out for not wearing their mask, but you're doing the Karen thing. You're being a Karen, trying to call out another Karen. So you should go somewhere else or wear your mask when you're in here. 
You obviously have never had hardship in your life, but you feel like you can come here and disrespect people. You obviously grew up with money. Take your money somewhere else or put your mask over your nose. You still have one nose out of the mask. Into the mask, lady. This is not a place where you can do whatever you want. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm happy to harass you. I am letting you know that you need to put the mask over your fucking nose. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you need to. I'm letting you know that you need to put the mask over your fucking nose. She was like really Karen-y up until that point when she said the f word. For your research, you what are you talking about? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. You need to yes, call the police and get her out. Please get her out. I want her out. I want this bitch out. Okay, and then I will leave. You couldn't wear a mask for- I will need to buy my salad dressing, and then I'm gonna leave. But you could put on a mask. If you just need that one thing, you can put, put on a mask. They, they have the right to refuse you service if you're not wearing their dress code. For two seconds to buy that? You cannot wear a mask for two seconds to buy that, right? Is it really that hard for you to do- oh, She's swaying. She's drunk. Do that. It is. Look at you. How'd she drive here? You know what? Don't sell her that. Don't you, sell her Yeah, that. you shouldn't even sell her that, honestly. You know what? You're not allowed to ask her. You just violated that. Shut now the fuck. Listen. Girl, please. Bye. That's not Get true. out. That's not true. Look, she's walking out. Now she's stealing. Now she wants to be a criminal. No, no we're not taking your money. I'm not leaving until you leave. How about that? You know what? I'm sick. Tell us, relax. Yes, it is. In New York, it is. In New York, it's the law. Ask Governor Cuomo. Ask Governor Cuomo. Hey, hey, you, you in the checkout line? You put on a fucking mask, all right? Don't be a, don't be a, uh, what, what are they saying? All I know is, hey, I'm walking here. You doofus. Don't be a doofus. I don't know. Oh my god, dude. You doofus. Watch out, mama. You sound stupid. I'm breathing just fine with this on. Dummy. Yeah, I know. Your attitude looks like it. Oh, yeah. I'm pissed the fuck off. She's nice and healthy. And you're not protecting me. Does your life be more than mine? How fucking dare you? This fucking... How about you leave the store? Leave. Bye. Get out. Get out. Get out. Bye. Get out. I'm recording, actually. Why is why is she, why is she so recognizable looking? This lady. Have I seen her before? No. No. Are you dumb? Or are you stupid? Six nine. Are you dumb? Are you stupid? Uh, isn't that that's one of his songs? That's where she got that from. Are you dumb or are you stupid? <laughs> okay. Bye. Time to go. Bye. Chelsea, relax. All right, she put it down. Let her walk. Let her walk. Let her walk. You know 
I'm gonna get your license plate and your- That's great! For yeah. what? I have it on video! I'm gonna get your license plate because I'm a goblin and I don't care about anyone else. You look like a fucking goblin with a wig on, lady. Not at all, like, presentable in this society. You need a mask. You need a mask. For what? Oh, okay, Cynthia. Cynthia Sabragelo, or whatever she said. What's going on? Uh-oh. What's this one? What the- What? No, watch this dude! There's like a- This lady's like, oh, driving shit. her car at people. Oh, what the fuck? She's been driving on the opposite side of the street. Hey, bro, what's your problem? Fine, fine. Hit the light. 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 Hit the a few moments later. Oh, there she is. She's out of the car. Oh, oh, we got a cunt alert. Did you hear that? She's like, you're not white. You're not Asian. You're not from this country. That, oh, here we go. And her BMW, her black BMW. What did your husband fucking lease that for you? Fucking cunt. A, a nigger, uh, fucking Hispanic, right? Oh my god. Did, she, she actually said that on camera. Like, got out of her car to say that to a minority who is recording her saying it. What is her name? I want to know her name. Can we get this girl's name? Let me, let me see, let me see. Uh, comments, comments, comments. Name, I want names. I'm gonna, I'm going to dox this person if I find them. Which one is this? Okay. Okay, if anyone knows, so it's in Orange County, California. Lady drives a black BMW. We're looking at brown hair, Caucasian cracker lady. Um, we got blue jeans and a dumb blouse. You know what? I, they all look the same, right? So, anyways. And you know you are. You know you're a piece of shit in There's a nigger white, there's a nigger black, there's a nigger fucking you. Mm -hmm. you and are, then there's you. You are a nigger fucking Hispanic, right? Mm -hmm. You know you are. You know you are. You know you're a piece of shit right now. You know you're a fucking fat, fucking lazy, fucking piece of shit. The fucking shit you're doing right now is disgusting. She starts crying for no reason. <laughs> you dumb bitch.
What's your name? Take off your mask. Show your face, you coward. Show your face, Show your face. you coward. No, can't do it because I'm afraid. Take all the pictures you want. Is it going to do anything? Is it going to give you some sort of feed in your life? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she's crazy. Is that her beat up shitty, uh, shitty ass minivan right there in the background? That's a perfect backdrop for her. Being at a construction oh, site, she shouldn't be at. All we can do is use our phone to take pictures. You guys obviously uh, ain't got it in you today. There's a whole construction site going on right now. Where are you at? Where are you at? You don't want to get in front of a bucket? You don't want to get run over today? You guys burnt out? I'm gonna make sure I burn you guys out every fucking night. What? Oh, they're all videotaping her. Oh, are these your cars? These are your cars. Oh, it's not hers? Damn. You guys are gonna get arrested, you do know that. They're not even saying a word to her. It's so funny. On a construction site. When these men have to wear hard hats. Oh my god, she has like that that tone of voice. Um, let me just say, let me I just wanna and let me just see. Alright, I was just making sure. Um, because I said cracker before. I just wanted to make sure that I am allowed to say that. And I'm reading articles here that say um, white people saying the N-word isn't the same as a minority calling them a cracker. So, sorry, crackers. Come on, don't you guys want to get in the middle of some equipment and get run over? Where's the ringleader? The ringleader? What do you think you're like busting up like a drug bus? They they have tents. They're camping. It's summer. It looks like they're just having like a a nice night out at like yeah like an abandoned construction site. No one's there. Nothing's going on. This isn't even your property, lady. Oh, you guys look like shit. Oh, what? A Don't you need a bitch. shower or something? How are you doing? I'm just a peaceful protester. Okay. Okay. No, you were here assaulting people last night. Uh, you touched me. No one touched you. You will never you put your hands on. on me again. Anybody touches me, we have the video. I'm gonna swing. Miss, let's just walk away, all right? Mm -hmm. Swing on five people last night. Oh, oh shit! She punched that dude. Like, punched the phone right out of him. What? Like, th this is what, this is what's going on in America. Like, like, people act like, you know, oh, like, the, 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 the lefties, the, the damn radical left, they're the problem. They're, they're causing havoc. You got, you got so many of these, these middle-aged rich white ladies out here not minding their own business, 
leading to innocent minorities getting killed and getting hurt that that you, they deserve something they deserve something and it's not good call me another nigga call me one more just one say it again i'll dare you to say it again she oh she caught the Karen called this lady the the word uh oh. Don't call me no nigga. You don't say that to me. Don't call me no nigga. She called me a nigga and she better not say it again because she come and whoop my ass. So you ain't gonna be able to stop me from whooping another hand. And she called me another nigga. You don't call me no nigga. I don't care what she is. You don't call me no nigga. I don't know you too. Oh, she goes in and coughs on everyone. What the hell is wrong with people? I asked you nicely to kind of move aside. You're taking the whole aisle. No. You're taking the whole aisle. But you should have respected my space. I don't need to respect you. Are you a Karen? Have you heard of Karen? You're a Karen. You're a Karen. That's two Karens. Oh my God, you're such a Karen. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the road. I can't play that. Oh my God. Well, that is, um, that's ridiculous. I am uh I I am so sorry for those people who were affected by these Karens. They're they they truly are a detriment to society. It's a really it's a really big problem that we need to deal with. Like I I personally think that there should be a death penalty if somebody is labeled a Karen. First they need to be you know how sex offenders they have like a registry? So there needs to be, there needs to be a Karen registry. When, when a middle-aged white woman does some Karen-ass shit that is like a detriment to somebody in society, they get put on a list. And you get like on a, you, you get on a map like where, where they're located, like, different Karens in your town. Here's where they are. Stay away from these neighborhoods. And and uh, if they offend again, they get the death penalty. That's That's my America. That's my America. And that is why I am announcing that I am running for president of the United States in 2030-something. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna implement the death penalty upon Karens. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna make a Karen gulag and make them all go there. This is going to a dark place. This is going to a very, very dark place. I should not say anymore. <laughs> Let's do a relationship advice and then, and then we'll close it out. All right. How about it? All right, here we go. 
My parents are going down the Alex Jones conspiracy theory rabbit hole. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no no no. <laughs> Over the past few years or so, my parents have kind of been drawn in by the fear-mongering of the Republican Party, but I never really thought it was as damaging as it is now. They're starting to espouse real dangerous rhetoric, especially since the pandemic hit. Things like Bill Gates is going to microchip us with the vaccine, the plandemic, and other things like that. Just today, I went through my mother's iPad and found she'd been going into Infowars, and it all makes sense now. Is there anything I can do? I'm only 18 and still live with them, and I'm fearful that there could be some bad consequences if I don't go about this the right way. I just want them to check back in a reality. Thanks. Edit. I didn't go through any of their search history. My mom asked me to help her with something on Safari, and I saw that a recommended site was InfoWars. Edit 2. This thread has made me lose all faith in humanity. People are shitting on me, essentially a child, for being worried that my parents are going down a dark path that has turned many well-meaning people into paranoid lunatics. What is so wrong with my concern? Why, what are people saying? People here commenting there's nothing you can do are not correct. There's nothing you can do right away but very few are lost causes permanently unless you give up. And then they send some resources on how to change a voter's mind from Mother Jones, New York Times, Quora, and Vice. Um, this is actually really good advice, saying don't be a doormat, don't dismiss their concerns, so you gotta be in between those two things. Uh, try to understand the source, if not the gross side effects and mutation of their beliefs into what it is today. Yeah, that's why I I watch Alex Jones. I I I I watch Joe Rogan. I you know, I listen to the bullshit that people spout because um I want to know the 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 fucked up logic behind it even if I don't think it it's right. Somebody came to that conclusion somehow. They didn't just come up with that. In their mind it makes perfect sense. So if you try to make sense out of that and then appeal to that part of their brain that whether it be like afraid of bill gates or whatever like just keep giving them facts and not in a condescending way just like listen you know you know not every source is is um you know valid and alex jones has been discredited multiple times and 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 you know you can't believe everything that these people say and those types of things um what are there really bad comments what are people saying? Be wary of any gay frogs. <laughs> the actual advice. I was once told you can't reason someone out of a belief they didn't reason themselves into. So I guess you could start by asking what reasoning they used to determine these ideas were correct. Exactly. Try to understand where they're coming from. If what follows is not a line of reasoning but appeals to emotions or to logical fallacies, you'll find it's difficult to convince them otherwise. It works similarly to religion. Once the ideas become emotionally important or linked to their sense of identity, it becomes difficult to uproot those ideas. And then the person says, noted. So those are good comments. I can't believe there's people in here that are shitting on him for being concerned that his parents are going down the conspiracy theory hole. This has, this has detrimental effects on him. He lives under their roof. Like, like I, like my, my dad believing the shit he believes is detrimental to us. Like, it's, it's not, it, it, it's, it is important. It is something he should be worried about. So, 
Yeah, deal with that that way. You, you've got the advice now. I think you got this. Um, stay safe. Don't, don't, uh, condescend them. And, and just, uh, stay strong out there. And, uh, this, this is gonna do it for this episode of the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me at Alex underscore Mador on Twitter or on Twitter at Suzy Lou, L-O-O. I mean, S-U-Z-I-E-L-O-O on Twitter. It's much more popping there than on my own account. (laughs) All right, guys, I love you. Stay safe, and I'll see you in a couple days. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen, to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash sp 56 Or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.